Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Uh, Got to pay some bills, Joe. Yes, we so, do. We are sponsored by Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O dot com. Uh, go there for tactical boots, uh, shoes, athletic shoes, some of the best stuff you will ever buy. Um, I'm, I'm really big into footwear. You know that. And yep. I, I think it's important to have a good pair of shoes, uh, especially if you're training, moving around, stuff like that. Protect your feet, protect the rest of your body. Use the code MAXIMUS20 to get yourself a 20% off discount. Um, latest studies have said that Maximus shoes, specifically from Lalo, uh, will increase your handsomeness, strength, and uh, uh, virility by over 42%. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's obvious. I mean, when you think about it, of course they do. It's crazy, yeah. you know. So go go buy those shoes and then head over to Nitor Performance and I T O R Performance dot com. Get yourself some protein. Uh, you know, you guys, we kind of do a fitness podcast, Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. I say kind because we don't talk a lot about a fitness stuff, <laughs> but all our people are into working out. If you're into working out, you need good protein. Don't go buy that shit from. One of these these big box stores and and put it in your body. Yeah, buy don't, don't something get the cheap stuff. good. Yeah, don't get, get, get the, the cheap stuff. stuff. Yeah, like, like you know, you like, it's so funny, Joe. People will spend money on all kinds of shit, but then for their health. Yeah, yeah. They'll go they'll go buy a four thousand dollar mattress, but then eat garbage food. Exactly. Like, put good stuff in your body. Use the code Maximus Podcast for a discount. Uh, I'm excited to say that we're about to enter part two with Ben Bruno. Yep. Um, if you have not listened to part one, push stop on this podcast right now and go listen to part one. There is some incredible stuff in it you yeah. do not want to miss. But this is part two with uh, really and truly one of the world's best and also one of the world's most passionate trainers, Ben Bruno. Now, another question about caring that Joe and I were talking about. Um, in today's day and age, filled with haters, negative people, yeah. people that talk out their ass. I put up a post today about punching somebody in the face and they forgot that they were yeah. not on Facebook, right? Like well, they talk let's shit. Let's not do that here. <laughs> I'm not going to punch you, you. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, it's on camera too. So the liability would be yeah. bad for me. Um, but there is this, and, and we're talking with Gunnar about this, with Gunnar on the podcast too. There seems to be this negative connotation around the term celebrity trainer. Oh yeah. And it's like, Listen, man, they're normal people who are training. You're doing a job. And, and you've kind of got that tag a little bit because you have worked with, yeah. with some people. Does it bug you to be called that? Like I, I get why people do it. Uh, and so here's the thing. In the mainstream world, it's probably seen as a good thing. Yep. I'm somebody who really wants to be respected in my field. And when I say field, I'm really passionate about strength and conditioning. You know, I started training athletes and I kind of in my mind see myself as more of a strength coach than a trainer, even though I'm a trainer. And it's very important to me to be respected by strength trainers, uh, strength and conditioning coaches and people that really know what they're doing. Because there are a lot of trainers that don't know their ass from their elbow, but like most strength coaches do. And that really is important to me. So when you're a celebrity trainer in that world, you're seen as a douchebag. It's just what it is. And, yeah. and you know, and uh, so I think that over the last couple of years, uh, there's probably a lot of sh- strength and conditioning coaches that used to like me that probably think I'm a douchebag. And, and even though I train the same way, it's just um, 
part of the deal. So the term celebrity trainer, I always kind of cringe, but I understand why people do it to get their views on their articles and their whatever. Uh, but it's just not how I want to be seen because I think uh, a good trainer is a good trainer. You know, I think a lot of times the world incorrectly judges trainers based on who they train and also their own physical prowess. And neither of those to me really means anything if you're a good trainer. To me, it's can you get your clients to their goals and, you know, move well, be good in the gym. Kind of funny, like one of the things that, that again, and I'll say it like shines through about you is you're the real deal. Like you're a real dude. And, and it's funny because it happens with podcasts too. Everyone's got this image of what a podcast is. Oh, yeah. We're not sitting in a studio. Like we well, didn't have you come down to, to Hollywood and like do something. Like we're in your gym, well, that's, which yeah, faces the street. And I, I've always prided myself on that. Ever since I started training, you know, when I share a video myself, it's real weight. It's just me lifting weight. When I share my clients, we didn't stage that. It's just, you know, and sometimes it's not perfect. That's what it is, you know, and, and I'll get some, you know, every single time you share a video of a client, you always get like a couple ass clowns that like say something about their technique. And I know good form, like anything I've ever posted is good form, like because because I will say it's not always perfect with clients. There's times that my clients use bad form. That's what coaching is. If they did it right the first time, they wouldn't need me. Yep. So a big part of it for me is like, you know, that's the real process. You know, there's a learning process. You know, people don't always do it right. But that's what it is. And, e and effort doesn't, doesn't always look pretty, you know, and, you know, uh, that's just what training, you know, I'm somebody when I do my videos, if I fuck up my words or I fumble, you just keep going. Cause like, that's what people actually do when they talk. And I, you know, and I think, uh, that's just how it should be. There's, there's no point to try to put up a front. Cause you know, how dumb are you to try to, you know, when people create this facade of their life, well, you got to meet people. You know, and if the, if the two don't add up, one thing, everybody I've always met in my life says, you're just like you portray yourself online. Well, you have to be, because like, I'm going to meet people, you know, yeah. like you you'd think I was a huge douche. If like, I made it seem like, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Well, and it's funny too, because like, Joe, I just to show you, I'm looking at your Instagram here yeah. and it's funny because like, that's the, one of the things that I did notice. It's like. Yep, this is your gym. There's no, I mean, all your videos, they're unedited. There's yeah, no fancy you know, lighting. Yeah, a shaky hand because that's me behind the fucking camera, you know? And uh, who cares? And know? there's and there's people doing stuff. Yeah. Like, like looking at um, yeah. Clay here. He yeah, is, it's real work. It's just... Clay, Clay's doing work. Like, he's doing the thing. Like, it's nothing... You know, it lets me know that what you're doing actually works because my, my instant bias is when I see an Insta star and it's perfect lighting... And produced, and it's like I'm like, did you actually do this workout, or did you just set up the cameras for three hours? No, and yeah. kind of fake it. Yeah, and that's I mean, real training's not like that. Real training, you know, you just uh, you're here to improve, so it's not always perfect, and that's okay. You know, there's a learning process, and there's an element of just athleticism to training. I think if you try to do everything robotic and perfect, like that's not training. There's yeah. an element of like not everyone looks the same, not everyone moves the same, and that's fine. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give to people at home that want to get a taste of what you do, Yeah. for example, but A, don't live next door to you, so can't yeah. come to the kitchen, yeah. uh, uh, maybe can't afford it, uh, maybe you're on their own, yeah. uh, they can't train at the times you want to train. Like, What are, what are three pieces of advice you give people at home 
to help get them more one within a couple months i'm actually trying to just uh, have simple workout programs that people can get like a simple a men's and a women's full body routine but uh if i had to kind of break my training philosophy down uh it's actually a good exercise because i haven't really done this i'd say we we always do full body workouts okay uh i think that um and the caveat to everything I'm about to say is I don't think that my way of training is the only way to train. I think there's a lot of good ways to do it, but I'm always going to be open with how we do it. You know, I, we, we do full body workouts. Um, and I would say to the point we talked about earlier about picking exercises that don't hurt, I would say pick an upper body push, an upper body pull, a knee dominant and a hip dominant exercise that jive with your body that you like and make those for your bitch and you'll see results. All right. I like it. That's- so, so for example, to make that a little more specific to people, knee dominant could be a front squat. Knee dominant could be some sort of lunge, a rear foot elevated split squat. Um, I actually trap bar deadlift in a more knee dominant fashion. I treat it more like a squat. Um, hip dominant would be something like an RDL or uh, a hip thrust or a single leg RDL or, you know, there's a lot of play. Uh, upper body pull could be a pull up or some kind of dumbbell row. A press could be a dumbbell press or a landmine press. Or The exercises aren't as important. I think you, if you got really good at a couple compound movements for each movement pattern, then you're cool. You're good. You know, nobody that's like really strong on those type of compound movements, they look like they're strong. You know, and they're, you know. So, I mean, I mean, the big thing I'm getting is keep it simple. Yeah. Relatively, like yeah. you don't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's your thoughts of people, uh, for people who say they don't have enough time? Well, one, you just have to make time. Yep. You know, I, I, there's a misconception a lot with my clients, actually. A lot of times people will say to me that don't know the world I'm in, but they'll say like, oh, I'd see results too if I had like a nothing to do in a chef and I just and I'm like that's like the people that I see are so much busier most of the time than most people yeah you know and like it's like a totally different situation but they you know have just kind of come to terms with the fact that like you just have to train consistently yep you know and they just make it happen and all when we're in the gym I'll hear about their day and I'm like that's a fucking crazy day but like they're still getting their fitness in you know it's just now that said, we're not doing two hours a day. Like, you know, there are times when people are trying to get ready for something in a hurry. There are times where we do two a days and it's like, really, that's like the main focus of their whole life. But for the most part, if you go 45 minutes, three times a week, if you're training hard, you're cool. You're good. You know, and you eat well the rest of the time. My own personal workouts, I can tell you the worst job in the entire world for being in shape is a busy trainer. It really is because I, my schedule is always changing. I'm working around my client's schedules. It's kind of physical. So I'm like always tired. I used to be way stronger when I, I used to intern in finance before I was a trainer. I was the strongest I've ever been because I just sat around all day and then lifted, mm-hmm. you know, but my schedule is erratic. All the good times to train, my clients want to train. So it's like I train at all the times where it like sucks to train. I'm tired, you know? I, my workouts are like 35 minutes, but you know, they're fucking hard. I mean, you can get, you can, if you work for 35 minutes, that's real work. But it's actually funny you say that because this guy right here, Joe, I mean, you, you, you can tell him, but like, mm-hmm. 
Joe made an incredible transformation, I want to say, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in two years, where, I guess. Yeah, you owned a gym for seven years. Yeah. And it was like you give so much to your clients that there's nothing left yeah. for you. Like you, you kind of wake up one day and you're really not in the greatest shape. And it's like, what the fuck happened to me? Well, it's because every ounce of like caring that I have. Well, I'm somebody right now, I will say, I think it's important to, oh, damn, man, nice work. (laughs) That's really impressive. Just a different dude. But this is is what happens when you coach other people. I think you were getting at it really well because like all the people that are coming in paying you, like they get the prime time. They they, they get, they 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 do. And I'll say this, you know, I, I am committed to my training, but I don't have... Any, I was going to say I don't have any goals and then I stopped because that sounds bad, but it's the truth. I don't really have any goals. Like I'm not trying to lose weight, gain weight. I went through phases where I used to care how much weight I lift. Now I don't. Uh, so I just train to just be fit and I train for my, my sanity. It's like, right. ther- you know, it's yeah. like therapy to me. And uh, now that said, I prioritize business over my own workouts. So if I was about to train at four o'clock and my three o'clock wants to move to four, I guess I'm just not training at four o'clock. That's how I've always been. So it, uh, you know, um, everybody's different in that regard, but that's just, that's me. I would say too, it's, it's different getting fit than being fit. Like yeah. if you're completely out of shape, yeah. like you got, you it's have pretty to easy to maintain actually. It's, yeah. Now that you say, yeah. Cause there are times when I'm really busy, my own workouts, I put on the back burner, yeah. but you know, and I'll work out twice a week and you don't lose anything, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, it'd be hard to make great progress, but yeah. you won't lose yeah. anything. Yeah. So we also had uh, some questions. You asked some people online yeah. about some questions that yeah. they may want to ask you, some of your fans, and I did the same. So let's yeah. get to that. Because I think, I think this is great stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of really good information. Okay. All right, I'm going to start asking you questions from here, and then we'll, we'll get some on there. So we got a guy who's trying to drop 10 kilos in four weeks. Okay. He wants a 400 kcal deficit daily. How should I structure macros for energy? Do you do a lot of diet stuff or is that kind of like... Yeah, but we don't like count macros and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm not I'm not the guy to ask for that. Yeah. I, w- I would say just like, you know, eliminate the junk food, reduce the calories, you know, like... I, I, it's funny you say that. You and I are on the same page. Yeah, you it's, know, I, I'll probably get myself into trouble, but it's just what I do. But, you know, there's a lot of diets on the internet now that are... Um, based on like counting every last calorie and macro and one, you know, somebody told me the diet was called like the flexible diet. And I was like, they should call that the anal as fuck diet. Cause it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's just not that flexible. They have to add everything up all the time. Yeah. You know, like, well, and it's, it's funny too, because the, the people that ask that kind of question, it's like, I need to lose 10 kilos. What, what macros do I need? I'm like, by the way, 10 kilos it's a lot good, of weight. Good luck, bro. Yeah. Like, why are you, he might have to cut Step his one, off. start six months ago. But right. why are you 10 kilos overweight? Yeah. Like, again, strip the junk food, get rid of it. The nutrition thing is so funny to me because people do want to overcomplicate it. And I'll usually just ask them, and I'll just do this with you because it's just kind of fun. Just what are three things you think you could do better with nutrition? Me? Yeah. Uh, less desserts, less alcohol, and uh, less french fries. Okay. Let's work on that for the yeah. next month. Yeah. Like, yeah, like right. it's, it's just done. so simple. But that's that's back to that guy that wants to lose 10 kilos. Mm-hmm. It's like you're worried about macros, but if you allowed yourself to get 10 kilos overweight, macros aren't the problem. Like just cut the – what you just said, cut the booze, cut the dessert, cut the french fries, yeah. and you're, you're probably good. Yeah. Um, I, I know my tr- – yeah, like things like french fries, I could just kill like a fucking shitload of french fries. 
Where do I go in LA for the best French fries? Depends. Do you like sweet potato fries or regular fries? <laughs> All forms of fried anything I like. My favorite is at a place called Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's. Right? We may, need to, we may need to find that. <laughs> the best basic training certification, you're, you're in the NSCA, you, you, you nerd out on training a little bit. I mean, the answer obviously is, is the Maximus method, which you're supposed to plug down. So I, I, I will actually say the certification that I have is called CFSC, Certified Functional Strength Coach from Mike Boyle, who's okay. my mentor. And that is good because I'm not a certification person. I think a lot of people chase certifications. I don't care to get TRX certified. I don't care to get anything certified. I actually recently had to renew my certification because I was training someone in the gym that wouldn't let me train there. But I, I've never once been asked what certification I have, but I think you need to know your stuff. So I'm somebody that learns, you know, I, I learned um, there's a mobility thing that I was interested in. They do certifications all around the country that I wasn't interested in. So I had the mm-hmm. guy come here and he taught me, he taught me. I want to know right. the stuff, but uh, I want to know, I don't want to know the certification stuff to pass the test. I want to know how it relates to me and I want to know how it relates to my clients and the rest can kind of kick rocks. Next question for you. And I just had a memory Yeah. and we have a problem. Uh Uh-oh. So Ben hates burpees. Why? And I think, correct me if I'm wrong. You were in an article, I think it was Men's Health, about how burpees, you shouldn't do them anymore. And then all kinds of people were DMing me that you were bashing me on the internet because you hated burpees. And it was funny because I'm like, I don't even think this guy knows who the fuck I am. No. He didn't mention me by name. I'm <laughs> no. not taking this personally. How did I become the burpee oh, man. guy? That's, well, you know, it's yeah, I've pissed a lot of people off with that. One, <laughs> one, I think, like, what a time to be alive that people care about burpees. <laughs> Because it's just like such a dumb exercise to even care one way or the other. Yep. And that just came about, I made a tweet one time that, so my nature, I like to poke fun at things that I don't necessarily like, but, like me. but I also will speak my mind. So the tweet was, there's a quote that says like, there's no bad exercises, just bad application. And then I made an asterisk and I said, Basically, accept kipping pull-ups, except, oh, no. burpees, <laughs> except burpees, okay. and accept American kettlebell swings. I wow. said the three of those, and if, so if you like the three of those, it's probably not going to end well for me in this podcast. But like, I then it, the, but I, I didn't, I didn't really think much of it. Then there was this thing about like he's got in like burpees, and I'm like, how can they, you know? So I got all these questions and I would just ignore them for like a year. I ignored them because like, I just don't care. Then finally someone said like, well, you just write out why you don't like burpees. So I wrote it out. This thing like when it's viral is like, oh, yeah. things I heard all the about it. World. There's like internet, there's articles everywhere about like, you know, this celebrity trainer doesn't like burpees. Like what a time to be alive. Cause I like, I just don't even care, but <laughs> I don't like burpees. I just think, um, I don't even care to talk about. I, I, got, I got I got messages about you. See, this is all coming full yeah. circle now. Why does this guy hate you? He's bashing you on the internet. So I read the article expecting to see my name and then I would have to, this guy doesn't know who the no, fuck no, I am. No. He just and doesn't well, like and so, and here's, my, here's my thought. Like, and and I, I've expanded on this, but people don't listen. They just want to think what they think. So yeah. I say this, if you're a savage like you or like these dudes in the CrossFit games, like that's not what I'm talking about. Like you could do burpees. Nobody gets hurt like that. <laughs> What I'm talking about is like 
the boot camp classes with 20 people that don't move well doing like the shittiest burpees for a ton of reps. And the Captain Obvious in me goes like, you don't have to be a trainer to just know that looks shitty. Like it just does. So it just, it depends who we're talking about. Did you have a whole army of, and I got to be, I offend a lot of people. I got to be careful. Did you have like an army of people in knee high socks with progenics cups yeah. and like <laughs> I crossfit think. shorts coming to your door trying to burn Dude, down your house because <laughs> kipping pull-ups burpees and american kettlebell swings like the pe- there's some people in the crossfit community that are passionate that's about that's a their direct fitness. shot how well, do you respond to these allegations I, I will say like uh crossfit's pretty high up like my dumb list <laughs> all right this is now, uh, the, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll stop there because people, I don't, I don't want to get attacked in, in, in my town. Um, yeah. yeah, no offense. From, from, <laughs> okay, now this no is, offense. this is bullshit and, and I want you to be careful how you answer this. Um, let me remind you that besides being in the UFC, I did go to rage therapy for four years. Okay. It didn't work. So that just yeah. put that out there. Okay. From one bend to another, what is the one thing that, Bobby is lacking from his training regimen. This is a fucked up question, by the way. Uh, Bobby is lacking from his training regimen? Yeah, what do you think I need to work on? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm shooting from the hip. I would say <laughs> right. it looks it looks like you have a couple of imbalances that probably came from doing too many burpees. But besides <laughs> that, you're good to go. I like, I like <laughs> that answer. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, is I get tagged as like the burpee guy. Yeah. I haven't done a fucking burpee in, I can't tell you how many years, but there was a point I did a thousand burpees in the backyard for time. Really? It took me two hours and 20 minutes. Man, you might need to get a life. <laughs> yeah, get a life. And then my book is filled with burpee. Joe's done yeah. a bunch of them, a bunch of yeah, burpee yeah. exercises. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's your best piece of advice for someone getting started who's way out of shape? Out of shape or a trainer? Somebody just getting weighed out of shape. Yeah, this guy's the best I'm, advice for getting started is to start. Just to start. Yeah, just start, you know. Uh, just do the work. Yeah. Oh. I'll be working 17 hour days. Mm-hmm. What workouts are best for maintaining strength? So a time restricted kind of thing. A great tried and true full body workout to me. Upper body push, upper body pull, and something for your legs, as many rounds as you have time for. So back to the, like, like that's a, like a, and that's, by the way, that's a really good workout. I have, so I train a guy that he trains on his lunch hour from work and we usually have an hour and there are times when we don't have an hour, but he still has to leave at the same time. And he always dreads the time when we don't have as much time because he's like, those are always the hardest workouts is when we're pressed. Yeah. Right? It, like, it, yeah. It, it's true. I always say that intensity is the inverse of duration. Oh, of course. So it's like, I'm not worried about, I'll tell you the workout that scares me, and you can give people this on yeah. the skier. I'm not worried about coming in here for two hours and doing sets and reps. Yeah. I'm worried when I walk in and I'm like, hey, Ben, what's the workout today? And you're like, a 500 meter time trial on the skier. Well, that, this. And that's I'm the whole thing. Yeah. So like, I share, we have a couple, we don't do as many skier challenges, I think, as you do, but we do some challenges on the verse climber and the airdyne. And whenever I talk about them, I always say, make sure to do it at the end of your workout. Cause whenever you do it is the end of your workout. Meaning when you, if you, so we have a test on the verse climb where you just go as far as you can in a minute. Doesn't sound that bad. If that was, if you just came in and went as hard as you can for a minute, you're just done. I don't, I've never seen anyone be able to do anything. Yeah, that. you're done. It doesn't, that could be your entire workout. So to me, I just get a good workout first and then do that. But when you do an actual test, 
so our tests are half mile in the airdyne as fast as you can. Uh, the gym record's 45 seconds. Most most people are closer to 55 seconds, but we have a couple freaks. And then on the Versa Climber, it's 30 seconds as far as you can go, a minute as far as you can go. 30 seconds, you can kind of live to see another day. The minute or the half mile test on the airdyne, you're just done. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter when you do it. It doesn't matter if that was the first thing, the last thing, you're, you're done, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually, we do, a, in, in my book, I talk about it a lot, the one minute all out airdyne for calories. Oh, yeah. And that's, and, that's awful. Yeah. And my best is 89 calories. And I've, I've told people there is not enough money in the world. You couldn't give me anything. You couldn't, I will never do that again until yeah. somebody beats it. Like, I just, I'm not interested on the skier. Well, that's uh, how I feel for the one minute on the Versa climb. To my knowledge, out. I have the record on that. And even if somebody beat me, I'd probably just have to like give it to them. Good. Give them like a handshake. Yeah. We really, so the, and the, the mile, the calories for the minute are, is interesting because we do a half mile test. Yep. And my best is 49 seconds. But there's a big difference between 49 seconds and 60 seconds because on the 49-second test, I remember really questioning my life for about the last 12 seconds. Well, and that's how it goes, right? So, like yeah. So I, I I really think that the minute would be just horrendous. Well, you know what? It, it, it's actually funny that you say that because talking about the differences in tests and it's – I'm actually kind of shocked how much us three have in common. Yeah. And it, but it all goes back to good people do good things, I mm-hmm. guess. Um Really, like the half mile test, if it's taken 45 to 55 seconds, it's the exact same thing as a minute. Yeah. Because what happens in a minute is you go balls out hard for 20 seconds, you go medium for like another 15 seconds, and, you try to hold and then you just try to pedal into the yeah. finish. Like, I've never actually seen somebody maintain a constant mm. speed. When I do the bike test, the last 15 seconds to me are all upper body. I actually get a chest pump on the airdyne because I'm just pushing mm-hmm. and pulling. My legs are just dead and then I just move my arms as fast as I can. Yeah, you got to play the game, right? Yeah. Like switch arms, legs, yeah. arms, yeah, legs. Yeah. Like break it up. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, and Joe, you'll you'll say this like, and you'll agree, I'd almost rather do an all out minute than do 30 seconds all out on the airdyne because it feels the fucking same. Yeah. Like once, once you hit 30 seconds on this thing, you're done. Like it's over. Yeah. You're, 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 you're tired. You're, yeah. you're kind of finished. Like there's only so much you can take and then yeah. it's, you're done. I always get that pain in my quads. It's the same on the Versa climber. When I get off, it's like that 30 burn. seconds after where I think like I might hurt myself. Like it's, just, you know, it's like, it's just that burn where you're like, I don't know what injury this is, but this doesn't feel like. Normal exercise. That was my this first feels, 2K on the rower. It was yeah. the same thing. Like I was in the parking lot going, I don't know if I can get back in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My quads just yeah. burn so bad that I always, every time, and it, I've done it so many times, and I always think I'm like injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you really like going forward? You have a beautiful gym. Uh, you, you train a lot of like really cool people. You enjoy what you do. And I get the sense from you, you don't, I shouldn't say you don't care. But you'd be just as happy training a local mom in the neighborhood as you would yeah, if they work uh, hard, yeah. like an athlete, like somebody that works hard. What, what what do you what do you want to kind of accomplish in in the training world? Is there anything that you really want to do? Training wise, I just like you know if you have a, a group of clients that are nice people to spend time with that work hard, then you're cool. You know, I think uh, as I look forward. I really like educating trainers. So yep. I think that one thing that I want to do more is that. And whether that's, um, 
you know, I'm shitty with technology. So things always change. Like, I don't know if that's like seminars or like whatever that is, but like all those things sound good to me. I like educating trainers. I like showing people how I train. Um, I think it's really useful when, you know, I think there's a disconnect in our field sometimes with a lot of people that disseminate the information about training, don't train people. All they do is disseminate the information. Yep. And I get it because it's kind of like a full-time job to do that stuff and it's not easy. But I think it's really useful when somebody in my position that just trains real people for an hour all day goes, hey, here's a good workout that you could do for an hour because it's just what I do. So I, I really want to start sharing training programs that people can do that are just based on what we do, not just made up stuff and teaching trainers kind of, you know, the X's and O's of training because that's important and also just how to, you know, not necessarily run a business because I'm probably like the last person to give advice on that. I'm shitty with business, but how to get people to buy in. I think one thing that I do well, uh, I always like hate saying I do this well. It's cause it sounds like you're bragging, but you know, uh, I've only ever had one client come and not come back. And I think that that's a big part of training is just getting people to like it and buy in and, and get a good workout because, you know, long-term buy-in, it's not just about, your personality. It's not just about the X's and O's. It's a blunt. You know, nobody's going to, even if you're a nice guy, but people are getting hurt all the time or not getting to their goals, they won't stick around. Yeah. But on the flip side, there's a lot of real smart trainers out there that just suck to be around and they don't have clients either. You know? Yeah. Does it, uh, if somebody doesn't come back, do you take that personally? It's like, only happened once and I still, you? and I still think about it. I, I can tell you that person and it, you know, I always think about it. Uh, because I just thought like, what, you know, what did I do wrong? You know? And, uh, and, um, I think, you know, you try to learn from your mistakes and, um, but yeah, I think, you know, a, a lot of trainers, this is actually a really important thing. I think a lot of trainers always bitch about their hard clients and they yep. say, oh, this person like is lazy. This person whines, this person does whatever. And I think like, that's on you, dude. Like part of being a good trainer is connecting with those people and getting them to buy in. So if you're just bitching about everyone, you're the problem. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Who are who are some people that you learn from? Like, because obviously, yeah, like I, I look at this thing as like, I'm never going to know everything. Of course. Well, and, and shit changes, you know? Well, so for training, you know, training-wise, my first mentor was Mike Boyle. That's where I worked. Um, you know, I've learned a lot from, um, I used to, live right by Eric Cressy. Okay. And he, he was one of my very big mentors and now one of my really good friends. Um, really good friends with Brett Contreras and I've learned a lot about him. Brett's kind of my cheat code for strength training science because yep. he just does a lot of that stuff and it's almost like I have access to Cliff Notes because he and I just talk all the time. Wow. And so yeah. I just, uh, you know, uh, we, we, you know, Brett, Brett's a bigger nerd than I am and I say that you know, in a, in a good way, because I think I'm a nerd, but then when I talk, you know, we talk, we talk for two, three hours on the phone. It's actually, uh, you know, but I, I've learned a lot from him. Um, but I, I learned a lot, you know, in LA, I've actually grown a lot as a trainer and a person because I'm just surrounded by people that are really good at what they do. Yeah. And I learned from a lot of people outside of training, you know, like I've learned most of my business stuff from people that aren't trainers. Cause it's kind of a unique market here. So a lot of these things people tell you in courses don't really apply. Yeah. So I've learned a lot from my clients and 
there's just something about, you know, I train a lot of actors and they all approach roles differently. And it's just interesting to me to see how people go about their work ethic, what they do, um, their preparation. I think, uh, I've really learned that success never really happens by accident. So a lot of the people that I train work really hard at what they do. And the thing about it is that anyone that's elite in anything makes it look easy. So then there's the perception that it's easy and they're just talented, but you have to work really fucking hard to get to the point that it looks easy. And that's business, that's training, that's if you're a musician, that's if you're an actor. You know, actors make things look effortless, but they just rehearse, they rehearse, they rehearse to where it looks effortless, you know? The people that are savages in the gym and just make like really hard exercises look hard, easy, they put a lot of time in. Then yeah. It looks easy, you know? Uh, so it, Nothing elite is ever easy. Well, it's funny. I was, I was thinking those three names, like Joe, you know, you got Mike Boyle, mm -hmm. Eric Cressy, Brett Contreras. Like, what a fucking group of three guys to have on your Rolodex. How yeah. old are you? 34. You know what a Rolodex is? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I just, do. It's, I a, just, it's, it's a watch, right? Isn't no. it a watch? Or, oh, that's a real, yeah. <laughs> so a Rolodex is like in your in your little yeah. iPhone here or whatever. It's like the contacts yeah, before yeah. there was an iPhone. Yeah, no, I'm you, kidding. I'm kidding. You, I know what it is. You flip around. But, um, <laughs> yeah. No, but like what an like, incredible group of three people to like, I'd love to be able to call it Mike Boyle and be like, hey man, mm -hmm. like, what do I do about this? Like to have at your fingertips. I'm really lucky to have a nice network of people. I'm going to always leave people out, but... Uh, you know, I, I'm somebody that, like, for example, yesterday, I'm training a guy that tours ACL. And I saw Eric tweeting about a seminar, and one of his employees specializes in ACLs. Mm -hmm. So I just texted him, and I'm like, hey, man, will you mind connecting me with Andrew? And I had a 45-minute talk with Andrew, who's a great physical therapist, about ACLs. Well, and, like, that's great. It shows, like, a lot of maturity on your part, too, because, like, frankly, this guy right here... I bug him all the time because I he knows a lot of shit. So I'm like, hey Joe, what do I do about this? What do I do about this? What do I? Oh, it, I, it's all, like, I, I never always be too ask proud questions. Of I, I always ask because here's we're all just doing the best we can, and mm -hmm. you learn, you learn, you know, and and uh, I think sometimes there's a perception like if you work with certain people that you know more than others, and that's not what it is. Like certain, I think I do a very select few things well, and there's a lot of things that I I don't, you know, and and I also outsource. I think. As a trainer, you get you get much better results with your clients when you take a team approach rather than trying to do everything yourself. You know, I don't know that much about physical therapy. So, you know, I, I say that I, I, I do, but not as much as really good physical therapists. You know, right. I, I know enough about nutrition to be dangerous. But like, if you really want to know, you should go to someone that that's what they do. Well, and back to your thing about you know? being a lead. I, I work with a guy in Salt Lake named Lonnie Paulus, who's like a like a a James Andrews level surgeon yeah, yeah, like he's yeah. done everybody it's like I'm not arrogant enough to think that like I know how to put together a guy's ACL or Achilles yeah. when like you go in Lonnie's office and it's like a parade of poster signed poster yeah, signed yeah, poster signed poster of all these people I idolize yeah. and I'm like why am I going to do it myself a cop Lonnie hey Lonnie this guy's got a torn yeah. Achilles mm -hmm. what the fuck do I do yeah, he gives me a whole protocol and I'm done yeah and, and you know that's uh, and I think trainers sometimes don't because they think their clients are going to think less of them. But my clients are much happier when you just get the good info. They yeah, don't care yeah, where it comes from. Yeah. You know what wouldn't make them happy? If like tomorrow 
I just subbed in for you and it was fucking burpees. <laughs> hell, like, everybody, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, Bobby's going to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the yeah. fuck is going on right <laughs> That's now? That's going to be a no for me. Though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm yeah. not coming. Yeah. Joe, do you have anything for Ben? Uh, one question I do have for you, because I, I thought this was really insightful. You touched on it a little earlier, but like, what's your five-year plan? No idea. I've, I've always, ever since I started training, I just feel like you do the absolute best job you can doing what you're doing and see where it goes. You know, I, uh, it always pisses me off when I go to like in a, somewhere where the employees are just clearly don't give a shit. Cause I just think like you should care. I've worked so many shit jobs and always try to do a good job, you know? And I just think, you know, I, when I worked with the high school hockey team, I was, I went the extra mile. I came in on Sundays for free. I would watch all their games. I would talk to their parents. I would go to cookouts to network with the player, not network, but just, you know, show Social people that I care, connect, yeah. you know, and text the kids. We're still close today. I haven't lived in Massachusetts for six years. I think you just do a really good job with where you're at. And then, you know, there's a saying, and I don't know who says it, but if you do good work, the good work finds you. And I think that you just need to focus less on the next step and just focus more on doing a really good job in your current situation. Yeah, the more like uh, successful the, the the celebrity trainers, the high level trainers that I talk to, like one of the common denominators is exactly that. If they're just focused on that client at that hour, yeah. that day, and just doing the best job that you can, and, and you do that over and over and over. When you're a trainer, client, all clients want is somebody that is a good trainer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be anything more than a good trainer, you know. Uh, and if you just are really good at your job, it's, that's enough. You know, I, I don't try to be something I'm not, you know, uh, we do, you know, full body strength training. That's what I do. You know, I, if somebody's interested in, in something different than that, then I'm not the guy, you Just, know, yeah. but if you're interested in that, I think I do a good job. Does it ever bum you out how bad people fuck that up? So like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really, if you think about it, it's not that hard to be a good trainer. You put me through some exercises, you motivate them, you, you, you say hi, you listen to them, you care. It's shocking to me how many people fuck that up. Oh, yeah, of course. I was with one of one of my clients at a social gathering, and he introduced me as his trainer. And he was like, and this is when we hadn't been training that long. And this sticks with me. He And this is a, a big-time client. He introduced me, and he was like, hey, this guy, Ben's the man. He really, he really corrects your form. And I just introduced And then I, it like, pause and I'm like what the fuck did the other guy do like that's like my <laughs> only, that's like my only job yeah, is yeah. to correct the form like yeah. that's not the only like there you know but that's such a big part and he just said like yeah man he corrects my form as if that was like earth shattering and I was like wow it's like a low bar like <laughs> yeah like, and then, but it's sad because I really think I I love to hear what people say about me behind my back in the sense, not like, I don't give a shit what people say about me if it's like about burpees or something, but like your clients, the people you really care about, I love to know why they train with me. Yeah. You know, because, well, I'll, I'll give you an example that like, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't even say this. Chelsea Handler did a show and someone came up to her after and said, why do you train with Ben? And she goes, he accommodates my schedule. And she told me that, they told me that. And I kind of, as somebody who takes pride in my training and whatever, thought, like, man, that 
doesn't feel great. Like I wish there was something about my training, but it don't matter. What I long story short, we we've, we've trained for a really long time, so that's what it is. And I also say that to say, when you a lot of people tell me, you know, I work seven days a week, and a lot of people say you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that, and I do, and it's why you know some people train with me. You know, you, I have a very good reputation in the training world as a trainer. I think I hope. And that doesn't mean shit to my clients if I'm not accommodating to their schedules. So it's like you can't like bypass just the simple things. Yeah, you know, if if I can offer some insight though, what I'd say to that is I think again, and it comes back to that caring thing, which is the theme it keeps coming back to is like the fact that you're willing to accommodate her schedule. It shows you care. Mm -hmm. Like you're genuinely invested. Like, because that's what it says to me. If you're willing to change your day to focus on me, that says you care. Like I, I feel cared about versus, yeah, you missed your 10. I'm not helping you. Like mm-hmm. that tells me you don't give a shit and I'm a paycheck, yeah. you know? So that, that's, I think that's a really nice. But it's compliment. interesting to hear what other people, because I think as trainers, sometimes we could think, you know, my clients train with me because of my unique landmine exercises. Yeah. That's not ever the case, you know? Um, so it, it has much more to do with the simple stuff than the complex stuff. Yeah, I like it. Hey, listen, man, we're not going to take any more of your time. This has been awesome. One yeah. of the best yeah. interviews we've yeah. ever had. A lot cool. of great stuff. Cool. cool, love it. So it's been it's been it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for having us in here. Thank you for and I do, coming. It's fun. I do love it. Like that's one of the things when I read the the article in Men's yeah. Health about the best new gyms. Yeah. Um, and I looked at it. and I'm like, shit. This is my kind of place. Mm-hmm. Like I, I train people yeah. out of my garage sometimes. Like, Let's I lift after this. I mean, yeah. I mean. I love it. So thank you very much for having us in. Appreciate it. Well, there we go, Joe. Uh, Another incredible, uh, I was going to say day spent with Ben Bruno, but this was all just one big talk that we, that we split (laughs) two podcasts. Um, but really enjoyed that. Learned a ton. Uh, I kind of wish I, I, I mean, it's funny. It's one of the podcasts I'm actually looking back or looking out, looking back, looking forward to listening to this one because when you're in it like so much is happening but i always learn so quick it it does i mean i was even sitting there mostly just taking notes for this one because there was just so much good information but i I have the privilege since i'm the one that edits all the episodes that i actually get to listen to them a couple more times through um and so i'm I'm kind of glad that i get to do that especially when we get such incredible guests like ben i mean he's really amazing yeah for sure so hopefully you guys really enjoy that remember visit our sponsors lalo.com use the code maximus20 for a discount and get those maximus shoes they do help you become better in every other area of life it's science I don't make this shit up Mm -hmm. and then go to nidorperformance.com n-i-t-o-r I I spell it out now Joe because people don't know how to spell it it's not like a common name Um, and use the code maximus podcast so hopefully you guys enjoyed that and uh it's going to be a lot more great episodes with incredible guests like Ben Bruno coming up, so stay tuned.